Hey guys, welcome to back to another episode of the chat box on episode 14. Obviously, we've got a special guest with us today. Obviously, uh, the one and only uh, Darren. How are we doing, Darren? You all right, mate? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Obviously, uh, yeah, it's just great to have you on, man. Obviously, uh, it was always in the pipeline to get you on. Um, Roland, obviously, how are you doing? Obviously, we've got uh, Jay yeah. back as well. I'm doing really good, thanks. Um, Jav, how are, you, how are you doing? All good, man. End of the week. Weekend's here. It's all I good. Friday feeling. <laughs> Two good days ahead. It's, it's Friday then. It's Friday, sadly. <laughs> 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 Well, well, to be fair, we actually got two special guests, in fact, because obviously Jay's obviously been covering uh, for Eric. Obviously, he's been uh, busy with work with his new with his new job. Um, obviously, security in Primark. So hopefully, that's all going. <laughs> so it's, hopefully, it's all going well for you, mate. Um, yeah. But yeah, obviously, Darren, obviously, welcome, and uh, yeah, obviously, uh, are you excited? You've been looking forward to oh, actually coming on. I was. I was desperate to get back. I went for a walk with the dog earlier and I was in a hurry to get back. I, want, I want, wanted to get it done. Yeah, I bet. Obviously, um, to be honest, like me every time, obviously doing these podcasts and like starting it out. And I know guys obviously got a bit, a bit of a different layout, but I kid you not, I've been on, on the grind since like five o'clock earlier just to try and get it like a little bit it's all split up. We've got everyone's name, this and whatever. And the thing is, I, you don't, I don't think a lot of people appreciate like the amount of work sometimes things go into. I mean, it like, really is. like obviously, you know, for, well, for example, you Darren, obviously where you do your TikToks now. Um, and obviously your YouTube videos and stuff like that. How do you find it all? Oh my, like, honestly, before you start like streaming or whatever, and you like try to do that as a job or whatever you think, like you don't take it, you just think they sit down and play, but there is so much that goes into it, whether it's the preparation, like getting all your audios correct, getting your camera set up properly, getting the game capture. It's just it's so much that goes into it, especially now I've started editing like those TikToks properly now. So they fit on the phone instead of just uploading the clip, trying to make them look a bit better, maybe add subtitles or whatever. Oh, there's so much work that goes into all of it. Like even this, I appreciate this. I was talking to them all day today on Instagram and whatever. They were making sure I was going to be on meet up at 7.30, make sure we get everything organized, get everything ready. Like yeah, the amount yeah. of pre-thought and work that goes into it is unbelievable. Like these guys are doing a good job at this. I remember from the first podcast I listened to, it's just getting better and better. Yeah, no, um, I appreciate that, Darren. Obviously it means yeah. a lot because, you know, I've, to be honest, I did actually listen to our first podcast maybe, I don't know, um, about a couple of weeks ago, like on in the back in the van, because honestly, when I'm driving back for an hour and a half, hour, hour, or whatever, it's boring. Like, yeah, you just want you want you want something to listen to or something like you know, make something go by. And when I when I actually listen to it, I feel like God, like you know, we have come far. Like you know, I think it's more confidence, knowing what to say, know what to talk about. It's more fluid as well, isn't it? Like, yeah. Oh my days! The other day, I was I was looking. I record all my streams and everything. I had I was looking back on some of my first streams. And I, like the setup, horrible. The camera angles, oh horrible. The lighting, horrible. <laughs> Audio, horrible. I was on console as well, horrible. And 
What what else? Yeah, oh, I, I had I was made a YouTube video and I had the intros from my first YouTube video I ever posted. And looking back on that now, compared to like the last outro I posted, I had like thirty takes. It just horrible, terrible, awkward. Did not look good at all. No, I, I, def, I definitely know what you're on about because you know that uh, trailer I did, obviously for my. Uh, I literally watched that before we started this. Right now, I was on your Twitch. I, I was I thought you were live playing Apex, but no. And I watched your trailer. Like it was yeah. good. Yeah. Imagine how long yeah. that Yeah, you know how many takes that took me? Just to get like just probably 26. Like, oh, no. I think about it literally about ninety. I mean for for like 90? A yeah. yeah. <laughs> like oh, honestly, I, it was it was because I broke it in bits and like I don't know what it is. I always feel like under pressure, especially when my wife's here. You know, with our oh, she's, she's like, not judging you. I literally made my girlfriend go sit in the living room. Well, you, like, no. Yeah, that's the thing. I had to ask her to leave. <laughs> so. Yeah, like, honestly, I can't. It's hard enough as it is. Don't need you staring at me. I know you're doing it with good intent. But I know you love no, me. No, that's right. It's, it's a bit of both with me. Like, you know, she's laughing. In the like, you it's because she loves you, isn't it? It's supportive. Oh, yeah. I think I think you suffer with anything in it when you're in love. Fucking you laugh at anything, I guess. But, um, but yeah, no, I do, I do, um, I did struggle a little bit. I think, it, I think it's just because obviously, um, I do obviously the montages for YouTube, yeah, like, and that took obviously a while to get used to editing. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, has anyone. Obviously, I know Darren's done editing. What about you, uh, Roland and uh, Jay? Yeah. If you, if you just, just done a little bit, what uh, kind of the stuff that we ran through on uh, on Adobe, um, trying to get things higher res. Most of my YouTube videos that have done well are like the least good, like good edited ones ever. Like one of them, it's got like fifteen thousand, and I literally edited <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> nah, but I've seen your Apex montages on 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 YouTube. Good. I remember yeah. from the very beginning, from whenever like when we first met, the posting on YouTube was the way, like your RPG chopper clips, whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I that's think... what I mean, but they were so badly edited. Like obviously now I think obviously things have got a lot better. Like 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 Jay said, like started using better software and stuff like that, but it's still just finding the time to sit there and like, I've whittled it down to now like it's a good science where it's probably like an hour maybe two hours for me to edit something whereas like before it was like a whole day i could spend editing yeah it gets easier the longer you go jay yeah. do you stream i i used to yeah um just I'm hosting podcast now oh yeah and I, I will come back to it once i've got a sp i need a space like i was yeah. saying that earlier like man cave. A, your own space like a man yeah. cave like, to do it from because right now i'm kind of sat at my dining room table I know, you know but and it's it's just it's just not not great. <laughs> having, a proper, having a proper space to stream or make any sort of content is like is like so important. The place I was at before this, it was like it was above my dad's apartment. It was like a terrace, but it was like glassed in, so it was like a room basically. And that's where we, I set up there before I moved into like my own flat here. And they had water problems and stuff like that. Whereas they had no roof basically, and there was like a gap all the way around. And like the every single day it was during the rainy season here in Spain. And my coal equipment got flooded one day. I woke up, I came upstairs, my keyboards were full of water, my Galaxy, my PCs were covered in water, the whole desk, the whole floor had like two inches of water. And I was just in a bad headspace then. I just didn't want to do anything. They didn't want to stream, couldn't be asked to do anything. Yeah. Having uh, a good space is so Yeah, no. I, de I definitely can uh, relate to that. Obviously, my flat got flooded as well. Oh, it's horrible. So, yeah, it, it did definitely put like a bummer or like on everything really. Um, 
but I think I think it's just like it's just life in it that you know where yeah. you, you, know, yeah. you, you have your ups, you have your downs. No, you can't you can't appreciate the good until you've gone through the bad, bro. Well, oh, yeah, see, exactly. I remember you because you um you were you were, <laughs> you were wearing like homeless, you were wearing fingerless gloves, <laughs> Aaron, like streaming. You was like, I'm so cold. Like you had a hoodie on, like you no, had like, like body warmer. It, it was like, I had a hand heat in front of me that's made for a bathroom. I was literally playing with it on my desk. And the funny thing was, I I played. I had this big plastic sheet people like I took strange would have seen as you know strange obviously jamie and bro yeah, yeah. And, oh, i had this plastic sheet that i used to play with and in case it rained i used to like just move it here and like playing with you could hear it on the mic as well like just the pitter patter of the rain bro oh i was the worst I, like yeah, i remember yeah. i was i was in a bad headspace then because every day before the stream i'd spend like an hour sweeping up the water first because it was too much to, to mop and then you'd have to mop and then let it dry you know your feet so oh, it was horrible yeah, no, yes. um, can't be fun. No, but the right. thing is, the thing is, what I do want to bring up. Obviously, I know Darren, you're not like too into football, but I think this has to be brought on up because it, the topic is obviously Super League. I, I think everyone can guess that. But what's, what what's the that, hell happened? Super League. What's Super that? League. Uh, you were the same. Oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> you you haven't have heard of this? You, you haven't me on, Jay. Oh, mate, jeez, that's just that's all, all I've heard. Been talked about looks... for about two weeks now. You look on yeah. social media. That's all it is. I don't. Is. Yeah, I was going to say that. Jay. I don't. I don't follow football, but I do have Twitter, and like everyone I know is complaining about it. It's saying what the f? And I was like, what happening here? I have no idea. <laughs> like, what, what? What is this? <laughs> isn't that football's football? Isn't it? At the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, to a degree, but they're ba- it's basically it was the super twelve superpowers of football were deciding to start a new league um, and basically guarantee themselves a set revenue every year for competing in this league, um, basically behind a lot of other teams' backs, and then turning football into like a cash cow rather than it being for the fans. Like, was tell me this: wasn't football already making a lot? Like, what? How much were some of the players on? That's about as much as I knew about football, and I just stopped listening. Uh, more, more than what I'm probably making in, in my whole lifetime in but, a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, yeah. you, you you make a good point. You know, and there are there are to me there are always two sides to this. You know, yeah. Football, football has always been you know at the at the core. You know, it's a working class. It's a working class. It's always been a working class sport. You know, that has been manipulated and absorbed by the wealthy and turned into something that it and it's, it's evolved like most sports do it's evolved but it's always been about money you know and whilst i can understand there whilst i understand the absolute outrage and i'm, I'm i fully agree with it as well that it, it is outrageous that these 12 clubs were kind of colluding whilst especially especially now with the pandemic and people are struggling for yeah. work and all this kind of stuff. You've got these guys all sat in a boardroom going, Hmm, how many millions can we actually make? No one, let's get JP Morgan to give us 3 billion. And then let's fund yeah. this, this kind of private, private super league. Yeah. And I, and I get it. And I, you know, they want, they want money for them. It's a business, but football, yeah, yeah. Is, football isn't a business for you, me, the normal, the normal working class Joe, what football was made for. It's not a business. It's, it's something where we go to escape from the pressures of life, from work. It's entertainment. You know, it's all these things. And, you know, I think they really, they really took their fingers off the pulse with that because they just didn't seem to give a fuck about the fans. And it, that's, no. without yeah, that fans, was what was outrageous. Yeah. 
you know, as yeah. Matt Busby said, wasn't it? He quoted football is nothing without the fans. The fans, fans exactly. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, the thing and, is, that's, I think that's what frustrates me because, you know, like, I was like thinking to myself, are they really thinking they're going to get through, like, you know, get away with this? Because, you know, like, fans, like, are their source of profit, money. Uh, yeah, the thing is, we're not customers. Like, I think that's what they get confused about. Like, yeah. like we're we're actually supporters. People will get really upset and get you know because people, some people like live and live and breathe it. Like me, you know, I if I didn't have football in my life, I, I'd honestly, I'd, I'd be like fucking Palo Escobar, fucking with his hand behind his back and like, fucking I, looking into the scenery and whatever. I just don't know what to yeah. do with himself. I'd be, I'd be lost. Like, like my dad, when he grew up, he was a diehard Arsenal fan because he grew up in London City, yeah, like back like 60 years ago. And he would, ever since he was like four years old, he'd go to every match without fail. Yeah. And even when he was working in Russia, he never missed, missed a match of Arsenal ever live, ever, once ever. Wow. He would always fight back, even even though he had his businesses in Russia, not like six hour flight just to get a watch the match go back. He was a diehard Arsenal fan before. That's why he yeah. got really upset. As, as I'm sure you can relate, Rollo. You're an Arsenal fan. I don't know much about football, but I know they've been really disappointed the last few years. Massive, yeah. Massively disappointing, yeah. Going from always being, what was it, top three, like to what they're now, like 13, 14, something? Yeah. Top four for 20 uh, seasons. <laughs> further down the table. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> no um yeah it's certainly not not where we should be um, yeah you but... definitely know there for your class but obviously you're no. there for your fan base so um no. but... well i mean we are the are, are we <laughs> second most decorated football team in england so um i think not, it's not to take that away from us but um so but the, the there are pros and cons to this super league like jav alluded to already is that yes, like the con is obviously you know like taking it away from the fans, it'll be in all about money, etc., cash cow kind of thing. But like it has opened up the fact that like there are a lot of pointless fixtures in certain competitions, um, and where players end up you know getting injured, their star players you know, and getting injured you know playing against teams that even even as a diehard football fan. You or me, Jay, we, we've never even heard of. Like, I could not tell you the, the number one team in Kazakhstan, but for some reason, you end up playing them on a Thursday night. Um, now, I'm not saying that they don't deserve to be in a competition, but it, it you know, like you kind of not need to negate some of these fixtures. And it basically just needs a shake up, really, like the Champions League and Europa League because yeah. of the way that they're structured. They, yeah. they do need a, a shake up, they're geared up. To be all about money. The Europa League final where Mikatarian couldn't play, right, was in Azerbaijan. He's Armenian. They wouldn't let him into the country. But because Azerbaijan paid all that money to host it, they obviously, you know, so like, it. It, yeah, so it, it fucks me off because everyone's going on about, oh, it's all about money, it's all about money. Well, we still, anything is all about money to them anyway. And everyone's up in arms about, you know, then then basically UEFA getting hurt in the pocket, but where were UEFA when um, that that guy racially abused the fella from Rangers, uh, Glenn Kamara? Mm, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, there was no uprage about that. The fact that Mkhitaryan couldn't play in the final because he was from a certain nationality, Armenian, and he couldn't go to Azerbaijan because Azerbaijan banned all Armenians. Well, that's that's racist already. So. Um, 
you know, it, it, it kind of fucked me off really, you know, that they, you know, that there was such an uproar, uproar about it because people were going to lose money. Can I ask a question um, about the Super League thing? Yeah. Like, what is the main reason the fans are getting upset? Are they not, like, the big clubs that are in it, are they not going to be competing or having matches anymore at their home stadium? It was, it was, it was just dividing football. It was yeah. just dividing football, basically. Oh, but, like but Dividing football. So at the end of the day, not much is changing. Not much would change, no. Well, okay. well, well, to, well I, think wait, wait. I think that's debatable because, basically, the whole point of football is dreams. And dreams... Uh, yeah. what people literally live and breathe, you know, like for example, like if I say for you, like for me, for example, I support yeah. QPR, like I would say, like one day, I still believe one day if we get we if we can put things right, we can be in the Premier League and maybe one day we can be in the Champions League, like, but you know, I'm not gonna, you know, but the thing is, like the likes of Super League will take that away because obviously, you know, um. You you take the big clubs away, and you are a big club. Arsenal is a big club, and um, I know they haven't done their best in the last like last five seasons or four seasons. But you yeah. got but you got to look at it from another perspective. You know, like um, this football football is not a profit. You know, it's it's got worse for sure, obviously with wages and whatever. But then you got to remember, like football you know, it's changed like yeah. since like, you know, working class, if we look back in like nineteen fifties and whatever. I wish yeah. it was I wish it was the same back then. You yeah, hundred percent is but so it was it was so the only thing that has changed now is the money per ticket, per person, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But that's, you know, like the grounds to have the stadiums and all things like that is prime real estate where so obviously you're paying like a premium to be in like QPR are in a really good part of London, Arsenal are in a good part of London, you know, like it, it's, um, I understand that money for the ticket, but what I don't understand is like, so obviously fans were annoyed at the Super League, but like really, it, all it would be is revamping the Champions League. It would just be replacing the Champions I, League. Yeah, but you can so, understand, you can understand if the Super yeah. League was like first and second, and then you got third and fourth Champions League, yeah. and then Europa League fifth and sixth. That's how it yeah. should have probably gone. Because yeah, then, exactly. But these, because, these are things that could have been ironed out with the Super League. But but it, yeah, but the thing is, the Super League ain't ain't ended. That's been made clear. Like you know, they're gonna go back and obviously go back to the drawing board and obviously come back for another proposal. And yeah, and, and, and also it's yeah, but also, but it's not just that. It's also the fact that you know, there is no, there was there was there's no qualification process. If you are deemed as a big club. You're in the Super League. You know, we saw, what was it, two, two years ago, three years ago, we saw Leicester pull off one of the biggest shocks ever yeah, in his football exactly history I mean. and, win, and win the Premier League. So they, they, yeah. they obviously, they got, into the, they got into the Champions League. You know, with the, with the Super League, they would, they would never be eligible for the Super League. Yeah, but that's my whole but point. It takes things, yeah, that's what I mean. But it takes, yeah, but that, that's that's what it is. But it takes things away, as you said. It takes away the dream, as you saw. I was just trying to reinforce yeah. your point. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it takes away the dream. It, yeah. it does, but money takes away the dream. So mm. clubs should then be forced to stick to an allocated budget, like they are in the NF, NF, uh, NFL and stuff like that, where they have to draft players through college and things like that, and they. There's a there's a pick system and stuff like that. You shouldn't yep. just be allowed to go and spend seventy four million on yeah, a name or, I, I, and I just do. go and like because Burnley can't go and spend seventy four million on a on a player. So it you know like the, the teams on top at the moment 
are the teams that have spent the most money. Yeah, but you got to look at that from another perspective again. Like that is down to Premier League, you know, the yeah. you know FPL, yeah. and, and you know, it. and That's obviously exactly like, it. and you know, they should. Basically, I think there's a fact. I've, I can't remember if I, who I told. It might be you, Ronald or Jay. Um, they said like it's basically like you got um, five hundred uh, like million or whatever. No, I think it's like saying like five hundred thousand. I can't even remember. But it's like the point was, I think it's like only about a hundred, hundred and fifty of them only get like a Premier League contract out of like probably like five hundred thousand academy players. Yeah, but it's it's, it's, it's it's it's, it's yeah, like it's, it's 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 about 150 players and out of 500,000 it's mm-hmm. it's ludicrous because it just shows like yeah you got so many good english players and you know others you know you know i get you know you want to bring uh, european uh, players and international players into the premier league because you know we, we haven't got all the best players you know in english and we haven't produced some of the best players, you know, around the world. But the thing is, we should be proud of what we produce and and just keep working what 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 we got because we pumped so much money in it. That's that's the reason. Like if if, if we as as QPR, like if we didn't have our academy, imagine what our, what some of our players would be like now. Like you know, as a twenty million, like we had yeah other players. Like honestly, like. The amount of players that have come through our academy. Oh yeah, like, it's unbelievable. Like, and then you sold yeah. them on for profit, and then you pump that money back into the academy to bring more players through, and that's what it should be. Yeah, but exactly. you know, and this is not to bash any clubs, but quite frankly, out of the big six, who Chelsea have brought through John Terry, and then recently Mason Mount, and and Tammy Abraham, but they signed him from another club halfway you know like when he was 16 so he didn't he's never he didn't start at Chelsea John Terry and Mason Mount are the only two Chelsea players to have started in the academy and worked their way all the way through to the first team well that's what I mean it's just and that's, 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 that's shocking. ludicrous to me that, that is, is shocking speaking about that's Chelsea funny thing is like I've got a cousin yeah she she's uh 16 years or oh, 17 now and she was really good at football and she was signed for like the female Chelsea team she was playing for the young one it's reminded me of that speaking about Chelsea yeah, yeah that's, that's excellent but they have a terrible record of buying up youngsters leaving them basically to rot they had I, I don't know if you saw it at one point but and they this is why partly why they got their transfer ban was because they were signing and tapping up youngsters mm. signing them to their books and then they were loaning them out at one point they had like 30 30 players out on loan all over the world that was last season, the season before, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they, yeah. Like, they had like a squ- they had like another squad and a half of yep. players out on loan, and they just just left them in, just left them out there. Yeah, exactly. And and that's mm. this is where, like, going back to what Jamie said, football should be about the fans, and you know, like, we should have like a say in how the clubs are run, like in Germany, where yeah. fans always own fifty one percent. The same as France. Same as France. That's why PSG weren't there. That's why PSG turned it all down because, you know, because that because that's why we should have the last say. You know, did you did did anyone know like Chelsea football fans actually own the football pitch? No, I no, actually, I didn't yeah. know that. So basically, that the whole the whole riot of at Ch- at Chelsea wasn't just because 
of because they were unhappy with the Super League. They were saying, if you want to play on our pitch, because basically this goes back in the same again, like into like back in 1950, 1960. Um, like they said, if you want to do Super League, go and play elsewhere because you're not playing on our pitch. So Ro- like Roman Abamovich doesn't even own the football pitch. He only just owns the the stadium and the seats. That's it. Like he doesn't actually own the pitch. So, well, but he's a fa- he's a fairly so sorry to cut you off. I didn't actually mean to. I thought um, I was just going to say, but he's been a fairly good custodian over Chelsea. He's made quite some quite really strong decisions over the years, um, and he's splashed a lot of cash in terms of trying to get Chelsea to compete. Because let, let's be frank, before. 2004 Chelsea were not even a top 10 team Mm. Um, but you know he he brought them he's put a lot of money into them and then you know most recently sacked Frank Lampard their most you know decorated player you know most coveted player yeah but but that just proves another point though because like if you go to Chelsea like strikers or managers you don't get the time. You don't get the time you need to, no. to, to to develop and flourish. Like Frank Lampard could have been a good manager, but it's like always, you know, chat. Like if you if you look at the likes of like I don't know top five teams and whatever, like Manchester United, this and whatever. The yeah. reason why like Oli, Frank Lampard, fucking Pep, and and like Klopp got so much pressure on their shoulders, like it's yeah, like because they got the because they got to perform. You know, and obviously, yeah. same, same goes for uh, for Jose Mourinho. Like, you know, if it if it if there wasn't so much pressure on managers, yeah. I reckon I reckon half these managers, like Chelsea, like they're, they're running out of managers. I mean, yeah, if this if they're stuck at this one, who are they going to go for? I mean, they've gone for yeah, everyone. But, but the thing is, but at the same time, having said that, you know, I think I personally think Frank with all due respect to Chelsea fans and Chelsea themselves, I think Frank was a fool for taking that job so early in his managerial career. It was a huge yeah, job. He'd only, it was he'd a huge pre- job. He's only previously managed, what, Derby County before that? Oh, he took Derby from he sixth took, yeah. to sixth in the yeah. championship. You know what I mean? <laughs> in the championship. And then he steps up to one of the most coveted management positions in, in world football. You know, the hard, One you know, of the hardest. One of the hardest. Frank, you know, yeah. with, with, a, with a chairman who is notorious for, if yeah. it ain't working, get rid Yep. You know who? You know he's willing to give you the money, but if you don't, but fucking woe betide you if you if you fuck it up. You know, yeah, and, exactly. and the thing is, and the thing is, obviously Frank, and the thing is, Frank knew, and I'm sure Frank knew that he's no he's no fool. You know, yeah. he knew that going in. But I still think for him, I wonder, I do wonder. I'd love to ask him face to face, honestly, saying, does he regret taking that job yeah. so soon in his managerial career? I mean, look at Gerard. Yeah, yeah oh, Gerard, exactly. Gerard, they, Gerard. As just yeah. said that as well. Look, Gerard. Yeah. I mean, look at Gerard. Gerard's gone to the SPL like he's making waves. And the thing is, even in this, in this, even with one of the two strongest, t- well, the two strong, one of the two strongest teams in the SPL, he hasn't done yeah. it overnight. No, he yeah. hasn't done it overnight. It's taken him a while to get to get his feet under the table, to get his team to where he wants. But now they're absolutely smashing the arse out of yeah. Celtic, well, that's who, what have, I mean. who have so, dominated for years. So they even even they had to take the points reduction uh, points Ooh. deduction and drop down. Sorry, Darren. I know this is is kind of a bit boring. Um, it's absolutely won't... no. I don't mind. I don't mind learning. But I'll actually we have we will move on dad. to Call of Duty because I definitely <laughs> I want to talk about Call, Call of Duty. Duty. But... No, seriously, yeah, this is not bad. I'm learning stuff. I'll be able to have a conversation with my dad. That's, that's not just me getting angry at him for things that I think I'm 
know more than he does. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting what you were saying because you brought up PSG. There was a yeah. preva- there, there is apparently a prevailing theory about about PSG about why they didn't join. And you know, again, I can't. This is not. I've heard this through. My wife is my wife is French, and her cousin is really involved with Marseille Football Club. Okay. And, okay. And, there's a, and there's a prevailing theory in France that the only reason PSG didn't join and refused is because with these other teams out of the Champions League, yeah. they could win the Champions League. Oh. <laughs> and then all that would happen is they would win the Champions League in its current in its current yeah. state with all with yeah. the big with the big twelve team other twelve teams out of it. Yeah. And then they would join the, the European Super, Super League, League later, yeah. once they had won it. And when you think about that. I, I I I think that's actually probably quite a good shout because they would still have they would still have some comp- competition in there. Yeah. But all of their their biggest rivals would be gone. I mean, with the exception of Munich and Dortmund, they would still yeah. have the likes of Porto and you know the other to the other all the other sort of fairly you know popular teams in there. But yeah. they wouldn't have Barca. They wouldn't have Madrid. They wouldn't have City. They wouldn't have Arsenal. They wouldn't have Tottenham. They wouldn't have Chelsea. Juventus. You know. Yeah. All of the the tough opponents would be out of it, and I guess it would always be a PSG Munich final. I guess <laughs> so. That that was the theory that that was banding around in France for a little while. Yeah, yeah I mean, not a, it's not a to, bad be honest, one. to be honest, to be honest, I can't. Well, to be honest, they were saying like UEFA were going to chuck them out of the Champions League and you know find them heavily. So, um, so yeah, like, to be honest, it makes it makes a lot of sense. To be honest, what you just said there. So, but obviously, uh, moving on, guys. Obviously, I know uh, I can honestly talk about Champions League and Super League football just in general all day. But we need to ask Darren a few questions. Obviously, uh, I know you did the obviously the special event of the Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, um, it's it special. special event. It was, yeah. it was like. It needed some. Oh, bro, I, don't, I, can't, I haven't even got comments on that. That eight billion dollar company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so can, can you can you tell us obviously what was your first thoughts and you know was you excited to go I and play it? Excited, like honestly, I've I've completely turned into a completely gamer nerd. Uh, stuff I never st- stuff people I used to bully because of this. Like the only reason I ever started gaming in the first place was because I had two knee operations and I was out of commission, had nothing to do. My sister was working, bought me an Xbox, and I started playing COD again. Like, I'd played before with, like, you know, your friends when you're, like, 11, not going to their yeah. houses after school, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But, and I, I used to have a friend as well, like, before we were going to the boxing lessons or whatever, he wanted to go to the shop to look at PC parts, and I called him the biggest nerd in the world. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I spent, like, five days on Amazon ordering PC parts to my, to my shopping cart and end up playing now. But, yeah, the... The last event in Call of Duty Warzone, like, it was subpar, to say the least. Like, especially... Part one was really bad. Not only were yeah. people struggling getting into massive long server queues, and they couldn't handle the amount of people that were trying to do their event, which is what yeah. I think from the very beginning of Warzone, I don't think they ever expected it to be as popular as it was. That's why there are so many bugs. At the end of the day, I think it's a great game. It had potential to be one of the best, like have a long life like Fortnite, stuff like that. But I just don't think they expected it to be as huge and massive and have the life it did. That's well, what, what do you mean? Like in Warzone, in, um, MW? In Warzone, or... in Warzone, Warzone, Warzone. I don't think they expected it because most Battle Royales before that died out other than Fortnite. Fortnite yeah. was the only one that carried on, but they had like dedicated Battle Royale company for that. This was like a subdivision of 
modern warfare, wasn't it, at first? Yeah. And I don't think they expected it to have the huge fan base that it did and have the, so many dedicated players to it. Well, as well. it came out at sort of like the yeah. perfect, <laughs> rush. perfect yeah. time. When the entire uh, world got locked down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as well, and, as well. Yeah. Sure. Big to be honest, I, as, as I said, you know, I said to oh, everyone yeah. else, uh, Warzone, like, yeah. and obviously MW, when, when Activision actually had hold of it, they did a really, really good job. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I played like... My favourite like, game I played. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I definitely would say that it would be like my top three, yeah. probably out of all time, of games I really enjoyed. I, can, I would look back... And I go, you know what? I had a really, really good time on Warzone. And obviously, like the likes of you guys, obviously, Darren, obviously, I played with all, with all of you guys online, obviously, when I was doing Warzone. Why don't people have uh, met Twitch and Warzone? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I, met, I met so many friends through Warzone. You know what I mean? Like, you have a podcast now because of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, it, yeah. I just think, I think Activision had, did a really good job. They really, like, made something from nothing really yeah. because they had no idea how to make a, a you know because it was so many like chunks of maps been merged together and it just works like you know it, and i think i think it was like all the uh, the mechanics they did to it as well you know like yeah, little the little the little mechanics things. i love this battle royale's mechanics i think they're just i, I played blackout before that which was the black ops 4 oh yeah, blackout royale. was so good it was such blackout a was, it, was, it was excellent you played that as well, Jay. Yeah, that was so yeah. good. If that game had buybacks, it would have been an elite game. The worst thing in that game was dying at the very beginning and spectating yep. your teammates for 20 minutes, but I'll go and make yeah. a cup of tea. Or... Yeah, that was, it was awful. That's yeah. what I think this game did right. And at the end of the day, as much as people complain about it, like you don't lie to yourself. You still enjoy playing it when you do. You're just blaming whatever happened on, on the game. Yep. But yeah, at the end of the day, they, they did a great job. They made an amazing game. That they, I still they did, and then it kind of started wavering when yeah. they when the sort of like the the hacks came out. And I'm not, you oh, know, I'm not saying I'm not saying like every week I die to every game I die oh, to a hacker because I, 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 I don't. To, but back when when it was at its worst, every single day you'd run into at least two or three. Uh, it was without, without a doubt, it was it was without. But then it got a bit better. But then uh, I just think because they were making so much money, I felt like they got lazy about the game. They were making yep. too much, like they didn't care. At the end of the day, yeah. that people yeah. were still buying skins, people were still playing yeah. all day. Oh, the yeah. big streamers were still playing no matter what. And the big streamers can't complain. They they got mad views from hacker videos. They got mad oh, views, long. mad money from YouTube revenue just from those hacker views. So at the end of the day, you can't complain. It kind of made a lot of people. Like, I know That's what I mean. Look at Tim. Look at Tim the Tech Man when he was talking to that hacker. He was spectating. Yeah, and yeah. Also, that half of their content is hacker stuff, and the, the best videos on like some most of the YouTubers I follow are the hacker videos. The first videos they ever got a million views on or something like that. Hacker videos. Yeah. Hacker videos. Everyone. Everyone. It's fascinating to watch. As much as it sucks dying to someone who's cheating, and cheating is I don't agree with. Like, what is the point of playing if you can't lose? Yeah. Boring. But it's still entertaining to watch just to see how mad it is. Like the difference. Yeah. Well, look at the, look at the guy who was running the AK with a thermal scope I, when he killed us. I still remember? have that video. I'm still editing that video. That's gonna be. I'm trying. Remember how hard I was trying to. Yeah. Me and Turbo were playing a game of Warzone one day. We died to a hacker. You, if anyone plays Warzone, you know how bad the Modern Warfare AK was at one point. He had a thermal sight on it, thirty round mag, and he dropped close to a sixty bomb in quads. And I thought it'd be a good video on YouTube to recreate that class and try and get a win with it. Turbo, no, I spent like three yeah. days. 
trying to get a win with that class. <laughs> all I day, almost, every day. I almost quit streaming. I almost quit playing. I almost quit everything, bro. I was going to move houses. To that, remember it? That that was not a fun experience. I still, I've edited the first half, the hacker half. Now I just have to get a win with it. I'm going to try on PC again soon. It's still in my classes. <laughs> oh, my days. You have to give it a go, yeah. It definitely must, for the content. I must admit, I, I've... I, I kind of I kind of always drift between both Apex and Modern yeah. Warfare, and like I, I kind of I, I got to a, I got to a point with with Modern Warfare where I just got so sick of you know, as you quite rightly said it's not every single game I just think I was just getting worse because I was just getting so pissed off that I couldn't I wasn't winning one on one and I was losing stupid yeah. gunfights I was like you know what fuck this I'm going back you, to Apex same <laughs> as that you lose interest like when yeah. something goes when like the game is a very momentum based game in my opinion like. If you oh, start off yeah. well, you will carry on well. You'll win the game, whatever. But like, as soon as you something happens that annoys you, then you die again and you die again. It just you lose all interest, and then it's a cycle that keeps on going. And then you just the next day you remember the last day, and then it happens again and again and again. That's why whenever like hopefully when they have events like this, it gets everyone back on. But then you just yeah. end up getting disappointed again. That's why people say I sat in a queue for 40, 40 minutes. I saw. I, saw, yeah, I remember. I remember. To, That's like, only, crazy. We didn't sit in a queue because we were already playing before the event came out. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. What ended up happening was, though, the first part of the event, first of all, they did not care about anyone who plays on Auto Attack Sprint, which is the biggest community ever. They put shotguns in that I could not shoot to start off with because I played <laughs> on Auto Attack Sprint. And most of the good players in the world play on Auto Attack Sprint. Mm. Not saying that I'm not claiming to be a good player, I'm just saying a lot of people play on Auto Attack Sprint. And the shotgun did not work, and they had no other guns in the game other than shotguns. And I was just. I have a clip for this for TikTok later where I'm raging because I just could not fire a gun. I had to stand still and jump. Dying and being a zombie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And then it kept crashing. Yeah. But that's what happened. That's what I'm saying. We had no server queue, but we had to try it three or four times because it kept freezing, kicking us out, lost connection to server. And the so what, but I think what Jamie was going to say was like, and the most disappointing thing about all of it was the Cold War integration. That, that ruined just, it. That, that, that ruined it. Just it. didn't work. Just didn't work at all. The gun balancing was just absolutely phenomenally fucking horrendous. The TTK um, time to kill was just too much. Yeah, I loved. I was. I considered myself a good player before the Cold War integration. Like I was getting to a point where I was dropping a twenty bomb almost every single game, like without fail. Like six weekly. Then I dropped to a one point nine two weekly KD. Like the guns just killed way too quickly. Before with yeah. the modern warfare guns, you could push a team of three hiding in a building, maybe take one plate damage from all of them if you were just better because your aim was better. But with these yep. stupid burst guns or whatever that down you with one tap or crack you with yeah. one bullet, it's just, it's, it's, it's so like catered to the lower level player right now, this game, that it's just, it's yeah. not fun anymore because you can't, it's not skill, it's skill-based matchmaking, but it's not skill-based gunfights or skill-based yeah. whatever. What are your thoughts yeah, it was on just, that? It was just whoever saw you first. Skill-based matchmaking. Won. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but like before, you could finesse or try get away, but mm. yeah. But my thoughts on skill based matchmaking, I don't like it. I remember playing Blackout, and it was really good because you'd either you could in the same game you could have a good gunfight, which is always fun. It's not yeah. nice to always be against shit players, but it was also nice like you could tell when someone was a bad player and you could just have fun with it, and you could play more casual, especially for streaming. I think skill based matchmaking is not. A good thing because like the second you focus on chat or look away you're brown bread and you yeah. have to you can't so it's either focus on the chat focus on the game but 
one thing I'd like to do, I like to prioritize the chat, but then the games end up going bad, and then I end up getting upset because the games aren't going good because I looked away for the one second I look yeah. away, I get pushed, and then yeah, the mm. guns kill way too quick to try and do anything. Is yeah, yeah, that's, it, 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 that's I think the biggest tough one, but I, I don't know what it is whether like you know some of the, the top streamers. I'm not saying this is definitely true or not, but like watching a certain he run you know uh it's yeah not oh no, i'm just gonna say it fuck it it's nick Merckx anyway fuck me um sorry i was trying i'm not sending for him don't worry i'm not sending for him um just God, I I was think just trying to think of something that rhymed with nick nick but then i couldn't really I was, <laughs> you thought of one nick, thing that rhymed with nick, nick bro nick and then you didn't say <laughs> yeah i know yeah i know my, my brain's just being slow it's just, oh, uh, no. I've fried from the sun today. Um, but, like, some of his games, if you watch his games, like, they fucking end circle, right? When have you ever seen anyone just run randomly through the fucking open? No, that's never end circle. But that's not, never. That's, not, that's, not, that's the difference between EU and NA. And I, I swear by this. I, don't I, know. I, have, I have Really? A, what, you don't think it's white lobbies, no? Oh, no. I think it's 100% NA. Like, whenever I get on my friend, I have a person that jumps, he's also a moderator in my chat. When I get on American lobbies, it is so easy. You cannot run across the open field and on the EU lobby. You will get shot at from everybody. But the amount of people that are blind or don't have their monitors on while they play or their headsets turned off on American lobbies is unbelievable. But it's just because there's a lot more casual players in America. There's a lot more people, especially now they're still locked down as well. Or locked down, but they can still have freedoms in some ways where they can go out and like work still not as bad as eu people like uk you're fully locked down unless you're an essential worker or whatnot most other european countries as well so on american lobbies they're a lot more casual you run into a lot more casual people just because there's so many more people but here yeah no people play for their mother's lives on eu lobbies <laughs> oh my god honestly like i literally <laughs> this guy just ran out like and then nick was like he's just nick just beamed him obviously and he's and they're all laughing yeah. like what the fuck's he doing and i'm no, like never, i don't never. know i've never seen anyone do that ever like <laughs> another top 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 level warzone player his name's aiden yeah he's that world record that world record gameplay they had oh, that what was it strange if you're still oh, in the chat there it's like the, the highest team the highest combined team KD was 0 0.63. Yeah. Combined team KD. That's what all of their KDs were together in that lobby. The, the yeah. world record they set. Everybody, like, I was. there was a week we played with Strange, yeah? And every single one of our games was Diamond 1. People with 6 KDs, 5 KDs, everybody like that. And that's individual per people KDs. Everybody in that group combined highest KD was like 0 point something. I was literally going to say it, but that was exactly the point I was going to make about after, you know, Rollers said about Nick Merckx, about Aiden's 60 world record game. Oh, no one shot I, back I, at him, bro. I, I, I watched the full YouTube I watched it live as well, yeah. funny enough. I'm not, not going to sit here and, and cuss the guy out because, you know, no, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a pro nasty. player. He, he is a sick player. He is in he's general. Nasty. But since when, since when have you ever played a, a, get a full game of Warzone where... You heartbeat and you get all three people come up on the heartbeat. Oh no, everyone's it never ghosted. It never, <laughs> never, it never happens in every single team. Honestly, bro, I use a heartbeat and I don't even game. get one person. I highly yeah. recommend, highly recommend if you have any American friends that play, try getting on their lobby. You'll see it's a lot more casual people. And it's Man. honestly a lot easier. You don't get shot at, but people aren't running. Every Everybody in European lobbies is running whatever the meta gut is. You go into American lobby, you see someone running a, a I don't know, a thermal 
dual zoom HDR, you know, with a, I don't know, yeah. some, what's a weird SMG with a KP45, you know, something, something is different. They, everyone on new lobbies runs whatever the meta is and they just, they just try too hard. Which hey. surprises me considering the biggest Warzone streamers are all Americans. If you look yeah. at Nick Merckx, yeah. Tim the Tapman, Symphony, you know, Huskers, like, all those like guys, they're all, they're all yeah. Yanks. They're all Yanks. And they're, yeah. You look at the, look, yeah, I agree. I completely agree with you. You look at some of the lobbies that they're running and you see people running AK 47s oh. with thermal scopes. You see people running yeah. like stoners, the basic stoners with yeah. like, like just one, like one time scopes. It's not, like, meta, not meta. Yeah. I tell you what, I tell you, what, you know, as someone who's played both Apex and Warzone, I am so, so, so glad Warzone doesn't have a ranked mode. Oh, okay. oh it basically imagine. is. It basically is. That's what skill-based matchmaking is. Oh. You, you, you get one good game. You're in the lobby with with six KD players. Just this is the way it works. But you don't know it. You, At least yeah. with Apex, you know it. And Apex, yeah, that's for sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't mind that. Apex. I literally played my first game of Apex like two days ago with Strange. Funny enough, I really enjoyed it. Like Apex was fun. I'm not gonna lie. It was, fu- yeah. It just feels so slow. After, like Sly cancelling all over the map on um on Warzone. Like try <gasps> first. Like I played Minecraft as well, which is another change of game. Like. That was the end of part one with Darren and Only. If you like the sound of part one, join us for part two.